Okay, guys, I think I'm working, and I think the it the my snowball mic is is actually what I'm talking into. So yeah, I can hear you. You sound velvet smooth. All right, perfect. I, I I'll accept. You sound like a Hollywood big shot. I'll yeah, accept. Wow. I'll accept velvet. Am I your first? Am I your first West Coast guest? Uh, Brandon's in Denver-ish. I'm like middle. That's west. not. That's not really the West Coast. It's West to me. Also known as Midwest. <laughs> oh, it's not the Midwest. That's like West. Yeah, we're. I'm. You know, you're. We're doing our own thing out here. You're West, and in the middle of me and Lori. Yeah, I'm a sand. You're my. You're my bread. <laughs> <laughs> gather, 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 together, together, together. this together. Once we know that we are, we're all stars, and we see that we're part of this together. And it shows when we say. Make our dreams come true. Pardon to get. <laughs> I don't remember what we. Okay. I thought y'all saying. Get... Not we... more. Lori doesn't want us to anymore. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I feel like we should just come up with a new tune if we're not. Doing Lori, music. when we met, I was your boss. So let's let's write that out. <laughs> oh my god. Sing the song. Oh my gosh. Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together Once We Know That We're the podcast where we find out if our beloved movies are good or not good. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I'm Lori. <laughs> I'm Eric. Oh, I didn't send you the notes, Eric. I'm sorry. One second. Today we have a guest. Welcome, Eric. <laughs> Hi, guys. I heard you're a longtime listener, first-time caller. I, I am. I have no idea what I'm doing, though, because Lori didn't send me. I have my own notes. Does that count? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, do, perfect. You, you don't need the meat factory. Oh, uh-huh. a link. What is this? I feel like this is the perfect way to start the discussion of I Know Who Killed Me for Lindsay Lohan Month. What other Lindsay Lohan movies have we watched already? I have watched Herbie Fully Loaded. Wonderful okay. Disney movie. Okay. I've also watched another one. I can't remember. Mean Girls, the best movie of all time. So you've watched all of them, basically. Yeah, I got a little excited when I signed up for Lohan Month. I think I think you forgot the most important one. That's The Parent Trap. We did that already. You asked what we watched, not what have you discussed. That's That's true. We no, we did discuss The Parent Trap a long, long time ago on this podcast. Yeah, but I watched it. I wanted to contribute. What Lohan movies have you watched? What's your favorite? Yeah. I actually wanted to to add my own Lohan movie that is little discussed, but I played a game. Can I talk about the game I played with my wife while watching this movie? Yeah, but I thought you were saying that the title was little discussed and I believe it. That's what I it thought. I googled it already. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the title of the movie. So, um I was thinking of another Lindsay Lohan movie called The Canyons. It's not very good, but while watching this movie, I actually played the game is this movie, I Know Who Killed Me, better than The Canyons? And after discussing it, I will have an answer. So in lieu of the tone of the film, I actually have a mystery for, for your listeners to know whether or not I thought this movie was better than The Canyons, starring Lindsay Lohan and James Dean. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, James Dean? Isn't he like dead? <laughs> no, like the other James Dean. Oh, the porn guy. Yes. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> He did non-adult films or is it an adult film? No, it's it's a movie written by Paul Schrader, the dude who wrote Taxi Driver. Por- what? Gosh. Well, he would have fit great into this porno that we just watched. Honestly, this is by far the most raunchy movie we've ever watched on this podcast. Like, I don't think we've watched anything above PG-13. Is this R? It has to be. There's a boob in it. There's multiple. It has to be. I was I was going to let you know that this is a far cry from whenever I first started listening to your podcast and you were discussing Xenon and Halloween Town. This is our gritty reboot. I wasn't ready. F- I wasn't ready for this. We changed our podcast group chat to podcast 2.0 and we weren't kidding. Uh-uh. Yeah, you went you went real like you went like real Riverdale gritty reboot on this one. <laughs> I wish this was only as bad as Riverdale. I watched this one time before, pretty recently, because the movie theaters here, the Draft House, they do a thing called Weird Wednesday, 
and they did this one and it was interesting it was good to see in theater somehow but also bad I'm not gonna lie I was so excited to watch this I was like oh finally we get to do a horror movie on this podcast like a real one oh, no. and like I was I was like all in I'm like let's do this let's watch this and it opens up and I'm like oh my god this was an excuse to get her to like not naked to like be in her underwear yeah she's like a stripper dancing on a pole to open up and I'm like, that's why this exists. Oh shit! Now what? <laughs> there you go. That's why this movie. I mean, you gotta. De- everyone has to depart from Disney somehow, right? I don't think we've officially said tonight. Today we watched "I Know Who Killed Me," and it's about a young woman who is missing, reappears, but she claims to be someone else entirely. More or less. As much as you can describe the plot of the movie in one sentence, that's about as close as you could get. I still couldn't describe this movie in one sentence that would be a fun new game though <laughs> okay let's do it that a writer a writer doesn't get murdered and no <laughs> brandon one girl to rule them all another one to find them that's mine that's good that's yours that's that's yeah. pretty good i'm gonna go with Lindsay lohan strips and then maybe solves a murder yeah i'm saying aubrey Fleming disappears, but when she's found, it's like she's a different person completely. Glass. Four words. Ask Jeeves Stigmata Twins. Pretty good. Also, I'm really proud of you, Lori, for remembering the names of the characters because I did not. I listened. Okay, so I watched the movie and then I felt like I didn't actually watch it. And so I listened to like somebody on YouTube break down the plot of the movie and I still don't know what it's what happened, even though I've seen it before this. But now I know their names real good. You said no outside research. You just you just cheated. You said you listened to somebody else research. I usually for don't. You. Yeah, I usually don't. But like I watched it and then I was like, did I just not pay attention? I'm not prepared. And so I wanted to make sure I like knew what happened and it it was just the movie, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This opens up and you're like, oh cool, this is a murder mystery. Yay. I guess. Like I still wasn't sure halfway through if anyone was about to like really get murdered or if Lohan was or not, but it like opens up and she's playing piano. And then she's like, she's out of the blue. I teach her. I don't want to play the piano anymore. Okay. He's going to kill her. <laughs> if you stopped this movie 10 minutes in, you could either guess it's the piano teacher or the horny gardener that killed her. Right. Definitely not the boyfriend with the blue rose. Okay. But also that was like, I think they were just trying to like give a red herring with the blue rose thing, but it's like. It's too obvious. I'm not new. I wasn't born in a barn yesterday. <laughs> Last week. Give me some credit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of blue. And I remember the movie opening on lots of what can maybe only be described as whimpering slash screaming. Um, I didn't really know how to describe it, but Lindsay Lohan, tour de, tour de force, having sex while being cut with what I can only describe as glass knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how that actually worked, but yeah, I appreciate the killer's adherence to aesthetics above all else. But I don't. Oh, for sure. You could do damage with glass, but like, could you? Like, can I cut through bones? Could you cut through a leg with a glass knife? Like, I don't, I think you'd have to put on, like, you'd have to be really, really heavy and strong. It would have to be, like, dragon glass. That's actually what I said while watching this movie. I was like, this must be, <laughs> this must literally be dragon glass. I did, it took me so long. I was like, what is the blue stuff? I'm like, is he making, like, meth? Like, is his meth shaped like <laughs> knives? I'm like, who is this? He needs to sacrifice young girls to the meth to make it, like, that true blue. The forgotten yeah. Breaking Bad episode, whenever he made knives <laughs> out of his meth and then when he killed everyone. Killed <laughs> yeah, I do love that he kills like one girl in the beginning and everyone's like, we have a serial killer. And it's like... Not how it works. Not how serial killing is defined, but I get it. You know, it's a medium-sized town. Some get, somebody dies. Statistically, this would be a serial killer if you took per capita population, blah, blah, blah. One's enough, yeah. Yeah, one person for a small town. Actually, I would like to say, um, because I watched so much David Fincher and serial killer stuff, I really enjoyed the really dramatic coroner report where he hypothesizes on killer motive, which, you know, if you're doing that, you're, you're not supposed to do that. So I have just that really dramatic tape recording. This movie is like, this movie is horny as hell. <laughs> 
like the least subtle movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. They're like, oh, this gardener, we want to imply that he's hot for this teen. So then he just like gives a, a stick a hand job. Right. Like that's not gonna work. I'm like, you can't do that to a stick. <laughs> it's against gardener law. I, I used to do landscaping. I beg oh, to differ no. actually. There's some uh-huh. there's some days out on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you just take your shirt you have to yeah oh yeah no the shirt the shirt comes off and you got to stand by a wood chipper it's it's part it's all part of it i you see that and you're like this has to pay out like he's gonna come back around he's gonna be no he's just it's literally he just that scene. disappears <laughs> like, he's not in the rest of the movie and if you're gonna show me a wood chipper somebody better be going through that right but nobody did just a piece of wood so is the movie horny is it more of a tease because you got that start but nothing it doesn't uh, finish I feel like there's something very shortly that finishes. Hmm. Yeah. No, it never, (laughs) it doesn't ever finish, though. It's always the horny movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, they got it out of their system. Nope. Aubrey is bound, and there's like a bunch of like torture with ice and Bluetooth. I'm (laughs) so sorry. But you cannot skip my favorite scene. I'm sorry. When they mourn the death of Jennifer Tillman. Yeah. At the big football game, they're like, we need a moment of silence. Now let's go win this game for Jennifer. Woo! And everyone's like cheering for like, oh my God. I'm like, this town just moved on. I thought it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. There's, there's like the big speaker being like, it's curfew time for anybody under 21. Forgot about that. One 18-year-old gets murdered. They're like, everybody over 21 is too old for this guy. It tries to set up the movie like there's like the serial running rampant, but we didn't need the first death. Like, Lohan's no. would have been enough. Yeah. Because they don't really talk about Jennifer again. I will say, in this movie's defense, this was like peak Lohan drug or alcohol or whatever she was going through situation so the story that i heard when i saw this at weird wednesday was that basically the studio was like this is going to be lohan's big adult movie premiere sort of thing like this is going to be a really big deal so they just kept throwing the director more money and he just like kept filming because he kept getting more money and she just kept not showing up so i get the impression potentially maybe that there's a lot that they wanted to do that they couldn't because they had to like cut stuff together that makes sense that makes a lot of sense or i got the sense that she wasn't present mentally or possibly even physically because she was in rehab because this was 2007 lohan so it felt like there were definitely missing scenes where that it would just jump and i go "Hmm, where did what happened here this reminded me of when i was in film school and every dude with a camera was like oh my God, what if I just like make it red or blue and it's going to look so cool. And then it, and then it just gets really, really played out. And by the end of it, it's like, I'm watching a, I'm watching a student film again. It's like in high school when you get Photoshop and you're like, you're like, I can make this picture all black and white, except my lips will still be red. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That is how it kind of felt. I really liked the red part and I really liked the blue part too. <laughs> That's horny. Okay. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> sure i mean whatever <laughs> works for you okay i did want to say i talked i said i think i said this in mean girls but i really hate that there's not a way to like no that i hate that there's not a way to really talk about lohan without bringing up all that stuff but like it's so <sighs> relevant in her career you know like we're not here to like pounce on her I feel bad for her. I mean, there was that one music video where it was like about like the paparazzi looking at her and her dad not loving her. And like, she clearly doesn't have a great home life. Yeah, no, for sure. Her mom was just on Celebrity Big Brother and then she got out of there and she just got arrested for like, uh, like driving drunk or something. Maybe don't put that in because I don't totally know. <laughs> that, that definitely uh, happened. You're good. Okay. It's tough with these like Disney stars. This is kind of, the, I guess the first since we've moved on Disney star that we've sort of talked about that's grown up. And so like, this is sort of the sad reality of not only our podcast ending, but like, you know, this is the last episode. We can't go on for. <laughs> yeah. It's just how life is. There is an investigation because the girl is missing after the football game and they find her car with a blue rose on the dashboard, but the oh, blue shit. rose was just the one her boyfriend gave her earlier. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, but it could matter. That was like the whole point of the blue rose. You're just being really dismissive of the clues here. Am I? No kidding, Lori. You were supposed to fall for this. I don't respect cinema, clearly. I don't like roses at all. But it was blue. I do like blue roses. She gets abducted like super duper fast. But also very slow. It's like 20 minutes in at this point. It takes a while, but then when it happens, it's just like she's gone. Yeah, they set up a lot of stuff. There's a lot of setup right before she gets kidnapped of like, she's a musician. She's a writer. She's a this. Look at all of her friends. She doesn't have sex. Look at how good she is. And then it like threw it all at you. And then it was like, done, kidnap. And I was like, uh, I don't know what's happening. I know, like when she got kidnapped, I I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the piano teacher, but wouldn't it be really funny if that scene had nothing to do with the rest of the movie? I mean, like the gardener? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that gardener deserved to come back into the movie for sure. I just uh-huh. don't understand. So then she gets like tortured, right? With glass. Where does this fall in the timeline of like Saw and Hostel? Because I feel like they were trying to be like, huh, see? Oh, no, it was totally around the time of, like, you know, horror gore. Like, torture porn, yeah. 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 Yeah, 2007. All the tools are very, very blue. I, it'd be cooler if they were ice. If you're going to go for it, go go all the way. There was a time in my life where I loved these movies because they were smart, you know? And then it got overdone, and I'm like, okay, I'm past enjoying these torture movies. Oh, you're talking, like original saw yeah like original saw i'd say the first like two saws are good the third one is where it starts dropping oh yeah first two are good third's bad like the martyrs is like the best one it's so freaking good it's disturbing but at least it pays off i was watching this like i can't believe Lori is making me watch this i'm disgusted i'm not into this her fingers are like getting ripped off and is he using dry ice like he has like an indiscriminate it's in the same room where he has he makes his own tools which i can respect the like self-reliance there i guess because he has like a glass blowing situation i guess but like the ice seems to be in the same room and i don't know why why where you what what store do you go to to buy like a giant block of ice you can buy you can buy dry ice yeah but it it wasn't like it was like a giant block though it was like a cube that's how it comes what do you think you come in it comes in ice cubes out of a vending machine I thought it would be like chips, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen <laughs> you. You buy it in block. Let me tell you about all I know about buying big blocks of dry ice from my basement. Please do, you freaking serial killer. I'm done <laughs> now, basement. but that's what ice picks are for. You like, you get little pieces off and, you know, it, you buy a nice big block. You're not making yourself sound really good right now. <laughs> and then you put it on people's individual fingers, not the whole hand. You touch it directly to the skin. Yeah. It puts oh, the dry gosh. ice on the skin. Or else it gets ripped off again of her freaking hand. It rips the whole hand off, Ooh, dang it. there's the tagline. Darn it, that was horrible. Her hand at one point looked like how I like hot dogs cooked. Oh my God. This is the <laughs> thing anybody has ever said. Speaking of her hand, though, I wasn't sure what was going on, if it was a makeup inconsistency or if it was supposed to be a slight nod to said stigmata with the ending, but her fingers kept randomly becoming orange. Like, it looked like she stuck her hand in a bag of Cheetos and then would just, like, they started filming and they're like, get the bag of Cheetos out of Lindsay Lohan's hand. And then, like, her fingers were still orange. This is when she was, like, peak tan, and I've had a few friends that get, like, spray tans, and sometimes the liquid that they use can, like, get stuck in crevices and stuff. Like, I had one friend who her right hand was just, like, indiscriminately, like, dark orange for, like, a week until it, like, wore down. So that might be it. Well, it was confusing because the fake blood was bad, and it was also kind of orange for most of the movie, so I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be, like, an accidental tan job or, like, accid- or like the fake blood was just bad. Accidental tan job is like a band name or something. You, yeah. That's the name. That's the name of this movie. I'm gonna keep making up new titles for this movie. I'm gonna call it Accidental Tan Job now. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they're like, oh no, she's missing, and they're like, oh no, just kidding. We found her on the side of the road. Then she's like, I'm not Aubrey. I'm Montana. Dakota. Her name is Dakota. Was okay, it we can call okay, it Dakota. It, no, okay. it was Montana. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nebraska. I thought maybe there was just maybe a chance that she had lost her mind. I, it's, it's, it seemed pretty likely, especially later on. Spoiler, the mom is like, no, you don't have a twin. Here's a video of you in my womb. 
Actually, what I was rooting for was the killer had kidnapped two girls and then had switched their brains and it was going to be like a weird Freaky Friday oh, thing. That would have been so much better. That's what I was secretly rooting for the twist to be. That's really, really good. That's so much better than anything I thought. Eric, you have a you have a, a blog where you write things. My my challenge to you is to rewrite the screenplay. Okay, I rewriting bad screenplays. I've tried it before. I tried it with the finale of Dexter. It just makes me sad. Okay, but like this one is like just a self-contained movie. Like there's no lore, there's no rules in this universe whatsoever because apparently stigmata twins are a thing. Okay, I'm gonna name her Montana. I'm gonna make a few changes. And well, um, her name is Montana. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh wait, is it actually? No, won't it's let not. this go. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, at one point I went. I think at the end when they showed the gravesite with the way the lighting was, I thought the D at the beginning was a T. So I thought her name was Tacota, which. <laughs> so in my mind, that's her name. Tacoma. Wait, is her name Dakota? It is. Did I just write Montana this whole time I took notes? <laughs> I Wait, was that not a... I thought that was a bit. <laughs> no, I really thought her name was Montana. <laughs> Brandon, I've looked up to you as oh, the funny no. one on this podcast, so I really thought you just had this bit going. So just, no, we can edit out the not, part where it wasn't. It's not a facade. I thought it was Montana. <laughs> I just edited him really well. <laughs> Did you go through and change the notes, Lori? Are you... Are you trying to make me feel it like it says I'm Montana my in the mind? notes? You can look at the edits. No, I guess I copied and pasted it. I did not. I really thought you were doing a bit. Wow, that's really funny. Oh god. <laughs> I heard Dakota and typed Montana the whole movie. <laughs> you were so involved in viewing this fine fine film. Yeah, so Dakota Montana, Florida isn't Aubrey. And she's, like, very sassy, but also not very believable. Like, it's very clear. She's like, I'm the bad girl. Is, is sassy the right word? Or, or like, I don't Did know. She? Like, yeah, because she just all of a sudden was just like, fuck, every other word. I love when her mom walks in and her mom is like, hey, you know, your memory is going to start coming back. I know this is scary. And then the girl's just like, do I look like I'm in a fucking coma? And I'm like, oh, my God. You're really mean. Yeah, why was she so mad at the cops? She was like, I'm being held prisoner in this hospital. And I was like, there's been one, I was just like, there was one scene where you interacted with these people and now you're just like mad at them, even though you just woke up from a coma. You lost your arm and leg for no apparent reason. According to you, you should be happy to be here. But Brandon, hospitals are for rich people. Burning Turner Turner. I can't remember what it was, but there was some decom where there was maybe it was like lemonade mouth or something. There's something where there was a girl who was very gorgeous and very like charismatic trying to pretend to be awkward and clumsy. And it was like such an like effort on her part where she's like, oh, but now I dropped the pencil. This was this where Lindsay Lohan was like, make sure in every line you make sure they remember you're from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, drop an F bomb. You got to use some swears. You're not not a girl, not yet a woman. Yeah. At this point, everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Everyone thinks she's lying or that she just like lost her mind. I don't know why they would think she's lying. And everyone's like, why aren't you cooperating with us? If you helped us, we could figure out who almost killed you. And she's like, I'm telling you, I'm not not, I'm not not helping. I'm just not helping. I get she was being an asshole, but also like everybody was really mean to her and like very yeah. angry at her. And like clearly she's like, if, if this is actually Aubrey, like you believe it is, like you are like, wow, she's really going through some shit. Yeah, but there's a killer on the loose. There's no time. On the loose. There is no time. He's going to make more weapons because he could make them out of glass, apparently. That's a pretty dope basement setup, not going to lie. I mean, like, aside from the body parts. Was it just me or was it, like, a really low ceiling, though, for having, like, a giant furnace in there for making glass weapons? I feel like you're not going to get good oxygen flow in there and you're going to die really quickly. Maybe that's the problem is that there's not enough oxygen flow, so he kind (laughs) of lost his mind. That's it. It's canon. That's the secret secret backstory. That's why he has a giant pet possum hanging out in his backyard for no reason. Anyway, cutting to the end of the movie, my bad. (laughs) Quips. Quips, right? Quips. Start Quips with like quips. the toothbrush? 
Okay, are they are they promoting you? They promote like every they like have ad space on every podcast I listen to. So why not I y'all? I have a quip, but I, have I don't a quip. have a sponsorship. A sponsorship. I don't. Quip. I don't have a quip, but I when I'm at Target and I walk down the toothbrush aisle, I stop and I stare at them longingly. They're the good very part good. Is before I never replaced my toothbrush on time, and now they just it just shows up. Now you have to because you're locked in. Five I'm bucks, not. man. I would. I would be sold a lot more if they were made from blue glass. Hell yeah. I have a question. I have an answer, hopefully. I doubt it. Okay, Montana. Oh my God, I have to remember her name is not Montana. Dakota. It's it's Dakota. Dakota is like at the strip club. And then this guy starts stalking her. Was that in her head? No. I wasn't sure because this scene, I couldn't tell if it was a flashback to her remembering a time like the cops were like did anything weird happen to you before you were kidnapped and she was like hmm well there was this one time where this dude was stalking me from firefly was that who it was no but all i could think with the stupid gloves was two by two hands of blue the entire time (laughs) i just like i appreciate if an actress doesn't want to be nude in a movie even if she's a stripper that's fine but i loved that her costume had nipples sewn onto it kind of like red red sequins and that the waitresses at the strip place were all naked because they were like well we have a boob quota since we're in a strip joint but also like it's so unnecessary that she was a stripper but is they that just... is that tr- is that true the do you know do they have boob quotas in strip clubs i i mean like i feel like most people who watch this movie i'm gonna make an assumption were like oh shit lohan's playing in a movie where she's a stripper and then watched it hoping to see her boobs yeah and so they're like oh people are gonna be mad so we need to make sure there's like boobs i almost bet you what happened was she read the script and they were like you're you are gonna have to show your breasts and she was like why why is breast such an awful word to say boobs (laughs) is easier you're gonna have to show those things And she was say like, it say it that way that's better you're gonna have to show those things and she was like okay fine and then when she got on set she was like i am not doing that i saw that it was in her contract that she i saw that it was in her contract that she wouldn't okay i so. just she being a, a stripper is just like the most really like how do we show she's edgy she's broke yeah that's to 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 completely beat my analogy with the dead horse before um not with the dead horse um anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's not how that saying works um laurie edit that out please um i'm smart so it it's like a student it's a college student film where it's like hmm strippers are edgy and they they are susceptible to danger and serial killers also i have to show boobs to make me seem edgy and gritty the whole stigmata twin thing like there's something cool here they just fucked it up like like she could have just been like a waitress at a 24-hour diner or something yeah to go back to again the this whole i get really mad when i watch movies like this um because the idea like if you distill down like the core of the idea it's this weird like twin connection but like with serial killers and murder and that's great for a psychological thriller but they just like fucked it up so bad that now no one can do it because if you do it now they're gonna be like oh it's like that that one Lindsay Lohan movie man that movie was shit and now no one can do this idea because it wasn't even like if it was middle of the road forgettable it'd be cool because it's like no one watched it but it's like so bad and it's like weird Wednesdays at the Alamo Draft House it's hit like pop culture like climax for lack of a better word i apologize phrasing yeah Um, i think you hit the dead horse on the head the way that they messed it up is like so like you're you're a film dude but like even if you're just like a normal person watching this you're like they didn't need to do it like it's so obviously wrong what do you mean i'm not i'm not normal i'm a film dude i'm not normal anymore Uh, uh, you're better than no it's just like you you proletariat you've you've taken classes like on filmmaking and this sort like you that's that's a fact. That's true. Yeah, so I'm saying that like it doesn't take a degree to watch this movie and be like, you could have just not done it this way. That's a great review of the film. I like how they give her a new arm and they give her a new leg. I like that. I like that they have to charge the leg overnight. I like that it seems like it's going to pay off more than it does. Yeah. 
Again, speaking of scenes, it feels like they lost scenes because I was like, I feel like that's going to come back. And then it Mm -hmm. kind of did, but like not in any, in a meaningful way. Like I was like, oh, she's going to be running from somebody later and her foot's going to literally, it's going to be like an anti-energizer battery commercial. Yeah, it's like, I can never tell in this movie if they're trying to trick us or if they just didn't have the scene. I think it's the second one because there were so many setups where I'm like, oh, whoa, that's going to come into play. You're right. That would have been awesome if her leg had like lost the juice while she was running. Oh my God, that would have been awesome. Make sure you charge your hand every night or it's like carrying around a slab of wood never comes up. Mm -mm. I like how she convinces. I'm I'm just doing things I like now. I like (laughs) that she convinces the boyfriend that it's not Aubrey because she has like a lot of sex with him. Okay. Her boyfriend's like, if he believes that it's not Aubrey, which it seems like he probably does, what he did is pretty fucked up. Pretty bad. I was I was going to say, I got some weird, like, psychological, there's some weird vibes on that scene where he's just like, are you my girlfriend? I don't know. Oh, you're going to have sex with me. Does it matter? Maybe Doesn't you, because let's say even if he does believe it's her, it means she's had some severe, severe memory loss to the point of believing she's another person. So that's bad. Or it's just a random chick, and that's also bad. Both yeah. are bad. Especially more given the context, like, after they bone, she's like, has she ever done done it like that to you? And he's like, no. And then she's like, has she ever done it at all? Like, the implication is that, like, she had never actually slept with him. So that, in theory, if yeah. he believes it's her, they did it for the first time while she's, like, clearly traumatized. And if it's not her, it's, like, still fucked up. And then at the end of the day, these two end up being twin sisters, so that's a thing, too. What? That's, the twist? I mean, we're just going to give it away so we can kind of talk about it. My favorite scene of the entire movie, though, is when the two are boning. Not that part, but the mom is downstairs just, like, cleaning her counter. I'm like, you can just go for a walk if it's causing you this much trauma. Okay, what was up with the floor? Like, insulation. Like, how how either loud were they or how poorly insulated was that giant house? And it also, the sound... They kept panning from like them boning and then her cleaning the kitchen and like the audio was just like not matching. Whereas like, is there like a longer time lapse that we're supposed to imply here or like? It ever, ugh, it was a lot. That scene was a lot. Time Timelines, timelines. This movie had some strange timelines. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because right after that, she goes into the shower to take a shower or whatever she's doing. And like, she like goes back to the strip club in her mind. And this is where we start to see that her and Aubrey are stigmata twins, where if one gets hurt, the other gets hurt in the exact same place or way. This is a cool concept. Right. So I did have a question. Speaking of timelines, maybe someone can shed some light on this situation. Um, So is it implied that the other twin, Dakota, is being tortured throughout the film and that's why... Aubrey's having things happen to her or she is Dakota and it's all happening af- after I, I literally had no idea. Yes. Okay, I can explain this. Aubrey was abducted and being tortured and Montana was in like the strip club feeling the same thing. Like her, like her finger falling off. Yeah. Dakota just like her finger just fell off when she was at work one day just because Aubrey's was cut off. And she's like, why the fuck are my fingers falling off? So Aubrey was the kidnapped one. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I think I get it. Also, it does not help that I have three names for these this one actress. Did you change it again in it? No, I just had never changed it back. So now I just keep saying the other one. Okay. I mean, we know it's the state. It's okay. fine. <laughs> so yeah, if Aubrey was abducted and Dakota, like oh, so if when, when Aubrey's arm fell off, her arm would fall off. Got it. Kind of like when twins are like, whoa, this weird thing happened to me. And the other one like is in another state. And they're like, whoa, I felt that too. You know, like twins have like telepathy. Right. Yeah. The scientifically proven twin link. Twin thing. No, no, no one on this current podcast is a twin, are they? Uh, Brandon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, make sure your other twin doesn't get kidnapped by a serial killer. It's not going to bode well for you, apparently. Brandon, to demonstrate. Can you put your twin on speakerphone and punch yourself in the tummy? Ow. <laughs> We both said ow. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can fix that in post, right? To make it sound like two people said ow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. 
Alabama goes to the first dead girl's house. We already forgot about her. This literally doesn't matter. Do we know why? Why did no. she go over there? I, maybe her boyfriend was like, maybe I can. I don't know. I don't know. I have not. No, it didn't need to be there. According to the mom, she was just there to hurt her. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, it's fair. Like, oh, I lived. I don't have survivor's guilt because I'm soulless. I'm going to go rub it in your face. Well, she wasn't a survivor. Well, but, like, everybody thinks she is. Right. Everyone's so mean to this girl who they think has, like, PTSD. Everyone's strong. The gardener was not mean to her. Mm. That gardener was a saint. He was nothing but kind to her. She gets back from a traumatizing experience. He just, like, wants to make her feel good. Yeah. With with his stick hand job. Wasn't that at the very beginning of the movie before she got napped? Yeah, but he's the only one that's been nice to her so far. I was just trying to prove a point. Oh, I mean, the mom brought her a teddy bear. It's true. Oh, yeah. Dad is very awful. Oh, yeah. He reminded me of somebody in other movies. (laughs) The dad? I think he was in other movies. He was the only actor other than Lindsay Lohan that I kind of recognized, but was too lazy to look up on IMDb. Like, he was like... Pretty much how I felt. Maybe in a politics thing where he was like the dad. This part confused the heck out of me. I had to go, like, look it up online to figure out what had actually happened. The dad, okay, there was this poor woman who gave birth to twins. And the dad basically went and bought one of those twins after his wife had lost their child. Was that what happened? Yes. I thought he was, like, cheating and accidentally had twins with another woman, and then he kept one of them. I like that better. Oh, my God. That might be it, too, though. No, it wasn't that for sure, but I definitely prefer that theory. I'm glad because I'm rewriting this movie, so I'm glad you like what I thought <laughs> happened. <laughs> We're your test audience. It's really great. It changes everything. But either way, he was sending her money every month. It's kind of like an iPhone plan where you pay monthly, only it's a child. Also, so, so he was sending money to who? He was sending money to the mom? I guess. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Brandon, for understanding this movie better than all of us. Well, I honestly had to like deep dive into like an analysis of the end of the movie to like figure out what happened. But that is actually how Dakota finds the family because she finds an old letter with a return address, which why are you putting a return address? Yeah, not great. Right. So she uses her twin superpower to find the house, right? Well, not even superpower, just she just Google Spidey Maps sense. it. Oh. You're I was throwing you a bone there. Twin oh. superpower. <laughs> yes. Twin superpower for sure. That would have okay. been way better. <laughs> There's a lot That's of why I'm like rewriting that. this movie. <laughs> twin God. superpower. Wonder twins oh. unite. I love how shape it could have been that. <laughs> shape of glass knife. Shape of glass knife. It could have been, oh, yeah, I used my twin telepathy, but it was like, oh, I just, I found an address, <laughs> so I went there. Okay, so that, the, that I thought, I, I guess I missed that scene, or I kind of spaced out for a second, um, where she saw the address. I thought she was using twin telepathy to find the house, so you just completely That's shattered what I, thought, what I thought might have been the coolest part of the movie. She just used her tummy sense and, like, what's the thing called where you find a, a water sort, like a something rod? A divining rod? Something like that, yeah. Like she, I thought Ooh. she was just had a feeling in her tummy that took her there. See, look, the gardener, it all comes back. He was trying to show her the divining rod to find her twin. Except That's the what divining he was doing. rod was, so we thought he was a perv. He was really just being helpful. Yeah. The gardener had all the answers all along. He knew all along was about to happen. She's, he was all offended, like, fine, if she doesn't want to. You know, right. You would have found out later that if you had zoomed in on the frame, the entire plot was written in his weird tribal nipple tattoo. Uh, (laughs) That was such a weird scene. (laughs) I don't know how Dakota ends up on the side of the road, but porn star face finds her and drives through the hospital. And that's where we are. And now we do another jump and dad, Dakota goes up to daddy and she's like, Hey, I knew, I know what's happening. You know who I am. We're twins. And I know who killed me. And she says the line of the movie. And then she winks at the camera and opens up a Mountain yep. Dew. <laughs> I love it when they say the, the movie in the movie. It's like, check it out. I'm a writer and I'm cool. I know. They just snuck it right in there. Oh, you know you're at the climax when she says, I know who killed me. And then they go to the piano teacher house. And then for, somehow the dad's already there, but he's dead. 
I love his death scene because she's like, no, don't die. I need you. I am Aubrey. And then he just immediately <laughs> fucks off. He just dies. So speaking of dropped threads of things, so why did the killer just randomly like Scooby-Doo style stick his hand out of the door and just have her grab it and like cut his entire hand off and he didn't even try to stop her? Was it implied that her was it implied that her robot hand was too strong and it like backfired on him that she didn't have a hand? Yes. 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 You're giving this movie a lot of credit. I mean, you just came up with that that excellent explanation. If we say yes, does this sort of fill the empty void of we need this prosthetic hand to pay off in a cool way? No. It's not enough, yes. you don't think? I think it's enough. Okay. Hollywood, fine. if Hollywood, if you're listening, I live here and I'm rewriting this movie, so <laughs> so pay me. I bet yeah, you could I probably get cool. in contact with Lindsay Lohan pretty easily. Or if she would have said, like, they told me to charge it. <laughs> they didn't tell me I could overcharge it. And then crushes him. And then she opens up a Mountain Dew and puts on sunglasses. Yeah. And then she crushes a Mountain Dew on accident, too. She's like, I charged it too much. <laughs> she's like, oh, shit. Oops. And she has an arrested development scene where she's like, I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fights him. I wasn't quite sure. But they fight with, with glass knives. He gets his like right. hand cut off and then he's like, I'm the Phantom of the Opera. And he goes and plays that theme on his piano, but with five fingers. He takes a break in the middle of their fight to go play the piano. <laughs> Remember me? I was confused. So because of the quality of the movie, whenever the piano started, I legitimately didn't think it was happening in the story. I thought that the soundtrack was just fucked up. <laughs> it yeah, it's very fair. I was like, this is an interesting choice. Somebody didn't quite get the track right. And then I realized it was him and it was supposed to be scary. They really underused piano in this movie, considering it was about a piano teacher killing her. They really should have used piano theme the whole way through. So on a rewatch, you're like, oh, the piano. That's just my professional opinion. He's a piano teacher who's a, like a virtuoso, but also is a, is a glass blower. I mean, yeah. he's really a, a man of all trades. Yeah, and he's also good at covering his face, too. Yeah. He has blue eyes, I think. Does he? Mm, Probably. Okay, well, there's also that. I just was really, he just was really obsessed with, uh, with blue, which is my, actually my second title, my fake title for this movie, which is, uh, the the parent trap 10 years later featuring Tobias Funke. (laughs) Wait, was that who this was? No. Oh, <laughs> I that's who I think it was. It was that's the Blue Man group. The, grit, the reboot, the grittier reboot of this gritty movie. Yeah, with like David Cross cameo. So after she kills the piano teacher, she like goes and digs up a body. And is that Aubrey's body or is that Dakota's body? I think it's Aubrey's body because you you said that she was <laughs> the one that was kidnapped, right? That's what I said. But then at the end of it, I was like, just maybe their brains swapped because they're like twins and just maybe Dakota was really the one and that Aubrey accidentally was a stripper. I mean, she was in white, which if you follow the very obvious color cues that are in this movie, Aubrey was like the saint. So she was in white. She was pure. Also, how long was she buried for? Because she was very alive. Why wouldn't she just punch through the glass herself? Yeah. It was not a deep grave, you people. It was a foot. And it was made of glass. Yeah, she could have punched out of it. Like, it would have sucked and hurt a lot, but it's better than dying. Also, I I loved how she obviously only punched out the top of the coffin, and then it was implied that she pulled her through the jagged glass and did not get cut even a little bit. How long can you be buried alive in a foot of earth? I don't want to think about that. That makes my tummy hurt. Can it be 14 days? Yes, sure. Because that's about how long this was. Yeah, I couldn't. Also, um... I have a qu- how much money did this piano this like piano teacher make cuz he has a lot of glass and a lot of time with stained glass I was just like this dude is loaded for sure and do we know why he had prosthetic limbs hanging from his low ceiling aesthetics that's all he was he was a man of vision but why prosthetic limbs that's because a thing that's planning, missing he was planning on murdering a ton more people oh my yeah, but, but he didn't need whatever. the. He didn't ever use the prosthetic limbs, though. Yeah, That's he the was. Thing. He was working up to it. 
he didn't get a good clean cut on her before he buried her so he couldn't put it on i feel like again speaking of deleted scenes i feel like there were a lot of deleted scenes involving the actual killer because he shows up at the beginning and then at the end and he has a lot of interesting things about him he's obsessed with glass he's obsessed with the color blue he has prosthetic limbs hanging everywhere he he targets strippers with twins i don't know i feel like there's a lot a lot going on fun fact the ending that we saw wasn't the original ending that they had intended to do there was actually a different one that (laughs) test audience said like oh no it's too predictable when really i'm sure they all said god this is a shit pile but it was supposed to end with it like all being a story that aubrey had written and it would like end with her like typing it up so she was crazy no, she was a, a writer. It was supposed to be like a Roseanne final season sort of thing where it was just like a story that she had written for like a writing class. Everyone loves that. Again, seems like a very like film school thing. I would I would I would concur and then she unplugs her laptop and plugs it into her foot and that's the ending. Ooh. <laughs> you guys, that was kind of the end of the movie and I have some truths and goofs. I want to say to the audience just super fast that the first person in the credits listed is Fat Tina. I was going to say that you stole my weird thing. (laughs) And that's not even the character name. Well, Brandon, it's fun that you mentioned that because that's one of my facts. Okay, go on. Okay, number. Okay, so Eric, how this works is I'm going to name three things. One of them is fake. The other two are real. You have to guess which one is fake. Okay. Production stayed halted soon after it started as Lindsay Lohan underwent appendix surgery. Mm-hmm. Number two, Lohan was arrested for driving under under the influence, which prevented her for doing from doing promotion from the film. She even had to cancel a scheduled appearance on the David Letterman show. And number three, Bonnie Aarons, who plays Fat Tina, also plays the nun in the nun. C Regis, the last one is fake. That's the fake, Brandon. C is fake because I just listened to a podcast with the lady that did the voice for the nun. Guess what? That one's real. Whoa, shoot. Yeah, Wait. It was, she was, she played the, in this movie, Fat Tina was the like, the lady who was like the boss at the strip, the strip place. Whoa. Wait, which one was fake then? Because I accidentally read fun Let me facts. Guess. I'm going to guess it wasn't David Letterman. It was Jimmy Fallon. Jay Leno. I knew it. <laughs> You didn't know what you guessed, though. You cheated. You named names of people that I don't watch on TV. That's what she always does. She's a freaking okay, liar. Okay, you... Because that's literally the point of this game. Laura, you're a jerk. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so we literally have seven minutes before this meeting ends, so we should speed through the ending, and it's going to be a shit show. Go, go, go. with me. Would you ever watch this movie again? Actually, yes, and I want to tell you why, but I want to know what Laurie's other goofs are because I have the fun fact that would make this movie worth watching a second time. No, I don't have any more. Those were all. Oh, okay. So I found out after watching this movie that uh, Lindsay Lohan's antics and shenanigans were at such like a fever pitch at this time that the paparazzi was just like tailing her. And apparently it was so bad that they're in the background of some of the shots in the movie. And I would love to turn that into a drinking game. Ooh. Um, I also looked at the, the Razzie nominations and what it won. And it was my favorite thing in the world. It set a new record by winning eight Razzies. Good for them. Um, actually, and Lindsay Lohan really outdid herself with it because she won worst actress and she also won worst screen couple with herself. Oh, oh shit so that's my new favorite fun fact is that Lindsay lohan is bad at being in a relationship with herself that's I, too well, real we all have internal prob struggles <laughs> so you would watch it again but for like like kind of a cult movie like a rocky horror situation i would watch it again one time and i would take a drink every time i saw paparazzi in the background and that's would you recommend it to anybody else uh in what context it just whatever. Would you say like, hey, friend, watch this? Like no. I did to you. <laughs> no. Okay. So speaking of you making me watch this movie, I bought a new TV yesterday and this was the first thing I watched on it. I literally set it up and then I oh, rented this oh. movie on Amazon and it christened my, t- my television screen. 
I don't feel bad because now everything you watch on this TV is going to be better than that. If you had watched like something very good, then you would just try to live up to that. And then now you I can appreciate your TV. I was going to watch the original Invisible Man movie before I saw the new one, but instead I watched this movie. So just so you know. Brandon, would you watch it again? Would you recommend it to anybody? No, I would not watch it again. And if somebody asked me, should I watch this? I would say, well, do you want a torture movie? I have one of those. Do you want like a psychological thriller? Because I have one of those. Do you have a, do you want a fun twin twist movie? Because I got one of those. Pick one of the three. I'll give you one of those. You don't need all of them. I would not, I've watched it twice. I think that's enough for me. But it also feels like one where I'm like, maybe if I watch it a third time, I'll understand it. But it's not Donnie Darko. It's not that deep. I don't even know if Donnie Darko is that deep. Um, and I would only recommend it to people if they had to record a podcast to talk about it. Oh yeah. So I would, I would watch it again if it got me onto a podcast. I'll do anything to be on a podcast. <laughs> very low Let's do it bar. again then. Yeah. Eric, is there anything you would like to promote about yourself? Okay. So my name's Eric. I'm a writer of young adult fiction novels. So if you check me out, on Amazon, it my books are called The Adventure of Paperman. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is El Paperman. Also, you can find my collection of short stories at ericspaperworld.blogspot.com. Also, you can find his rewrite of the screenplay there by the time this episode airs next month. I promise. No promises, Lori. You're not my producer. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Brandon. Where can people find us if they want to, they don't need to use a robot hand to smash in a glass casket. Nope. If you want to, if you want to <laughs> dig us up, you can dig us up on Twitter or at pod and together or Facebook, find us there or at Gmail. We have an, we have an email account now. It's pod this together at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes, like, and subscribe, tell a friend. Do not tell them to watch this movie though. Can you like it on you. iTunes? Is that a thing? You can always like anything. Just if you, you know. Sometimes there's just not a button. Not physically. Just like us, please. <laughs> <laughs> Approve of me. We actually, we have less than a minute left. We did it. Thanks, we guys. It. This was fun. Thank you. This was fun. I'm so glad. <laughs> you're, I'm going to remember that you're grateful Don't you for me mean having you watch Don't you mean you're this. so glass? Ooh. Ooh.